Welcome to the I Am Unbreakable podcast, where the struggle is part of the story. Real, unconventional, unconventional. And here's your host, Adrian. Hello, and welcome to the I Am Unbreakable podcast. I am so super excited to be joined by the amazing, gorgeous, talented, and gifted Lucy Basso. Welcome, Lucy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Finally. Finally. I know. <laughs> You're so super busy. Yeah. yeah. So for those of you who don't know Lucy, do you mind if you can just share a little bit about what you do? Sure. So I'm Lucy. I own a wellness center in Mississauga, a spiritual based wellness center. So I run a lot of classes, events, workshops. Uh, I teach spiritual based classes. Um, I do events outside in public as well, too. I do private sessions, which I am no longer taking a new client. So I was going to yeah, ask you, is it true you've got true. a two year wait list? Almost three. I think I'm at right now. Wow. Yeah. So That's we're awesome. We are, I stopped taking new clients effective March, 2022. And then uh, right now it's just trying to get through the wait list. And then there's my regulars, right? Because we've, we've gone through, you know, a two and a half year crisis of this world and, and whatnot. A lot of people of my regulars from years, like needs to see me more and more, whether it be for Reiki healing or readings or for meditations. Um, so I've been busy, like I haven't stopped. And so, yeah. And that is so awesome. I mean, you look at, there's some businesses that sadly didn't make it through the last three years. It, it wasn't easy. I'm not going to lie. Like I, I, we really had to hustle and we had to be uh, very mindful of all the restrictions and, and whatnot. So it wasn't easy. Yes, did we financially get hit? Of course we did, right? Like almost most organizations. Um, but at the same time too, we were blessed that we were able to bring in and help more people, more and more people. And I feel now we're finally at a place where like there's a sense of safety and contentment and reward and, you know, gratitude. I've been, I've been grateful throughout the whole process and time, but it, there was a very much uh, scary period for all of us, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Which brings me to my question. What are you grateful for? Most grateful for? I know everything, but. My health. My health. Uh, when you've been in three car accidents uh, in your life yeah. and you've been almost 300 pounds and you have uh, used to be a smoker. Wow. Okay. I, that, to, I did not know that about yeah, you. That's awesome. I used to drink. I used to, um, you know. Like a lot of people enjoy life very differently. And uh, I and I used to eat meat and I don't eat meat anymore. And so I've had to make a 360 in my whole life. And I'm Sounds blessed and grateful for my health. And let me ask you this. Thank you for sharing that. Let me That's ask just you one this. thing I'm grateful for. Like I, I know. I was going to say, I'm sure the list is things, very long. But if I didn't have my health, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be able to help as many people as I do. What was the deciding factor for you? I mean, you talk about uh, being 300 pounds, you talk yeah. about smoking, you talk about drinking and all the things a lot of people indulge in on a daily basis. What was it for you? Was it the third car accident? Was it just something internally? I don't think it. you could, I could pinpoint like this specific thing triggered an, an, like a realization in this. It was a series of little things, right? And, and you know, when people are going through a healing journey, you can't heal everything all at one time. You can heal an aspect of like what you're struggling with, or you can change something, but it's a journey. It's, and you know, you could 
you could quit smoking for like years and then you have a relapse and that's part of the journey and it's picking yourself up and realizing, okay, I, I, I messed up, but I'm not going to give up. I'm going to continue to try. And so, you know, it's, it's several little things. So I can't say it was one thing. It's several. So, you know, I've quit the smoking prior to the weight loss. I, um, you know, drank after, stopped so drinking was, after that. So it was so, all in increments. Yeah. It wasn't one thing saying, no. I need to just turn my life around. It was sort of little things and little signs 100%. and signals Over that. years, years. It's a lifelong, lifelong, uh, you know, ups and downs, lifelong challenge. Like, even though I've lost weight, I still love food. That, that feeling of not loving food doesn't just go away. Absolutely. You know I'm I mean? a foodie too. And I yeah. struggle on a regular basis. Yeah, like and I ate chips before I got here. That's awesome. What kind? <laughs> and why didn't you share? Why didn't you because bring I'm real. That's the reality of life. I'm yeah. it's, this, we all go through this. You know what I mean? Like I, I got, I think there were old Dutch chips, the barbecue ones. Oh, and I, so yeah. And I don't buy them often. And I went home and brought my husband a coffee for lunch. Cause I, I went home and I said, I'm going to, come by here after. Um, and they were there and I'm like, let me just try one. And then oh, it ends up being like, have, ever no, have I, I, I screwed up. Right. I should have left the coffee taste in my mouth, but then it was chips. And I'm like, okay, now you gotta go brush your teeth. Cause you're going to do a podcast. <laughs> so, but this is the <laughs> reality the chips out of my, yeah. out of my teeth. So the food thing is my, it's my thing where I'm always going to love food. I'm always going to like all types of food, all ethnic food as well too. So I don't discriminate. Like my husband and I, we love all different types of food. Um, but you know, I'm proud of myself because I don't smoke anymore. I, I don't drink alcohol. I don't like, if I have a drink, it's like a sip and, and if that, you know what I mean? And, um, I'm nicer to myself, which is a big deal. It's a thing that a lot of people don't know how to do is being kind to yourself, even at your worst. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, they say it's the most important relationship that you're supposed yeah. to foster is the relationship you have with yourself because 100%. you're essentially with yourself more so than your family, more so than spouses, children, partners, yeah. co-workers. And so I guess my question to you, the next one would be, what is your biggest struggle? And I'm sure there's many based on just a little bit we already know about you. But what was your biggest struggle and what would you say that you took away from that experience? Hmm. I have lots of struggles, um, human just like everyone else. And I think the weight is like the weight and like the food part of it, right? Growing up in a an Italian family where, you know, you grow up and you're like manja, 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 manja and finish your food. You know, whether you liked Six it or you course, didn't. Yeah. Lunches on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you're it's and a it's, European thing. I, I mean, I'm Hungarian and it's the it's same, same thing. Yeah. And it, you eat a full plate and they're, oh, you didn't eat. You're skinny. Yeah. You're you eat more. And you're like, and okay. there's dessert after like after you, you know, you eat and stuff. And it's like, what well, I don't feel like dessert. And then you feel bad because people put time and love and effort into it. Well, Yes, but culturally, yeah. it's the way that we connect, right? Yeah. It's the yeah. way, you know, breaking of the breaking of bread and we 100%. come together as a family. But then to your point, and I love the fact that you've brought light and conversation to it. It is a little bit of that pressure of pleasing your folks mm -hmm. or the cook or the chef or who's ever made the food, right? And it's almost gluttonous where they want you to eat till you can't move. And it's like, okay, I'm there now. Yeah, yeah. But you could still have dessert, right? And so yeah. I think as a young person, um, especially as a woman, I think it creates a really unhealthy 
relationship with mm-hmm. food. I know that, you know, myself as well, I struggle with that on a regular basis, but I continue to love food. And it sounds like you do everything sort of in moderation. Like yeah, you don't- I try. Like, you know, like I said, I had chips before I got here. It was only supposed to be like a couple and then it was a handful. And then, I, then it was like, stop. But the old me probably would have finished that bag wow. before coming. So, you know, we still have to look at like, you're never going to be 100%. And you're always going to have your ups and downs. But the better version of me is that moderation part of, you know, I'm just going to have a handful as opposed to I used to have a bag and then it wouldn't be enough sometimes and it would be something else. Do you beat right? yourself up after you have a handful? No, not anymore. You don't feel the no, guilt and no. the shame? Back okay, then, good. yes. Back then I did. Yeah. 100%. And what changed for, for because I, all everything that I'm seeing and I'm yeah. reading uh, and the bullying and, and girls that young girls that are growing up and they're rail thin or they have a few extra pounds they're being bullied and Mm -hmm. you know spoken to in a way that you know we wouldn't speak to our worst enemy and a lot of body shaming so what is it that allows you to forgive yourself I think people have helped me see the beauty within myself and it not only just being about my weight but about you know my actions the love the healing I provided for many people Um, you know, when people compliment me, it's like a ripple effect. Like then I compliment myself and then I love myself and I say, you know what, Lucy, like you're feeling good. You really need to have that extra whatever to feel even better. You're like, you're, you're doing really well. And so it's having that dialogue in your head because the only person you're lying to is yourself, right? The only person you're being dishonest to is yourself first and foremost, right? So you know, and, and you have to live with that. You have to live with that, that guilt, that pain, that suffering, that, um, these unforgiving thoughts. And so, you know, you're just disappointing yourself in the end. So it almost sounds like you've changed your internal narrative as opposed to, uh, you know, beating yourself up and saying, I shouldn't have done that. It was kind of like, yeah, I did that. My worst was when I did that. So when I would beat myself up, when I would belittle myself based on what I ate or, uh, you know, whatever it, that is what kept me in that low frequency, that low, that low vibe. It's when you say you messed up, it's okay. Now what now? And it's having this, this conversation in your mind and say, you messed up now. What, you know, instead of like harping on it, making yourself feel sick, you know, let's look at maybe trying a fruit next time when you want to have, like you have that sugar, feeling right have a fruit first and I did that last night like last night I had muffins on the counter uh carrot muffins I love carrot muffins so I, there was carrot, carrot muffins, muffins yeah and so and there was apples and I said you know what this apple's already freaking washed let me just let's just have it was a small apple and I ate and I was like it's actually really good because we're in apple season as well yes. I think it's now right yeah. yes absolutely yeah and I was like this was really good and I forgot about the muffin I didn't even care the old me would have said we need that muffin and then I'll eat the apple as well too. And then maybe two more muffins. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then I'll be sick and then I will take something because I'm feeling sick. But it's also a vicious cycle in your mind too, yeah. because then you end up feeling guilty about what you did yeah. and how it made you feel afterwards. Yeah. So that's awesome that you were able yeah. to actually turn your narrative around in your mind. And it's, you know, it's not easy. Oh. And I guess I'm going to ask you, mm-hmm. what about when you were, a child, was there a pivotal moment that you can, you always go to and say, you know, that changed who I am forever. Um, Mm. And, and it made you the rock star woman you are today and something that really 
just, you know, is always going to be with you. Maybe something that you share with your girls, share with other people. It's learning to not be scared. I grew up as a little child, very scared in my life, scared of, scared of the dark, scared of people, scared of my father, scared of, um, you know, being alone, which was a big thing. And when you, when you know, and you, and you like, like, just like this backdrop, when you pull the backdrop behind and you realize it's just nothing behind, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not actually, um, what we per perceive to be as like always evil or darkness or whatever, you know, coming from, you know, a strict Italian background where my father, you know, was very like hard on us growing up and we were scared of my dad. Like there was no, how and many I, of you? There was there? three of us. So I'm the middle child, I'm the black sheep, I'm the middle child. So there's my older brother and then my younger sister. And, you know, when you look at it from an adult perspective, so as a kid, you don't understand, right? And, and a lot of the children nowadays don't have the tools to, um, you know, for therapy or whatever, not even in school, they didn't offer, I don't remember them offering anything like that. No therapy, no support. No, no, no therapy, no support. Up, if anything, sack, move along, yeah, if right? anything the teachers were encouraging your ass to get beat from your parents. So if you weren't Correct. listening, so, you know, now it's times are very different. It's about communication and trying to work with the families, uh, at least from what I'm seeing. Right. Um, so for, uh, was it okay that I swear on this? I didn't even. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember I was like, stories I, unfiltered. I should no have filter. asked that before we started because it say the F word? Yes. So, you know, growing up that way was very, it, it was difficult and you live in this fear and your body's in constant state of anxiety and stress and panic and, and that worry. fight or flight. Yeah. Mode. That fight or flight. Right. And so, you know, I was more of the flighter. Like I ran. I, when my dad was like freaking out or I was scared, I would hide. So that's was I, he a yeller. Oh yeah. Drinker. Uh, yeah. To an extent. Yeah. Yeah. He probably won't admit it, but, uh, yeah, it's, it is, it is what but it it's is. It's your story. Right. So, and when you get to an adult age and then you understand the struggles of like working a job financially, you know, having financial struggles yourself, understanding like, you know, both my parents worked almost seven days a week, mm -hmm. days and evenings and stuff like that. You understand like, man, they were stressed. And well, the struggle is part yeah, of their story as well. Right. You know? And you get, you have like some compassion for them because, you know, you're like, I get why he was the way he was because, you know, he was a man who would come home from work tired and stressed. He worked seven days a week. My mom would watch kids all day. Then when he'd come home, she'd go to work again. So wow. not even just us, she'd watch, she'd watch other children. Wow. So he would, he would, um, watch us and he's probably tired and no patience and we're, frustrated because mom's not here and now it's him here you, you know what I mean out we're acting out we're bored because we've been home all freaking day and now like what are we gonna do so me and my sister we'd fight or you know just agitate each other they didn't have devices and stuff like that back then oh no it was remember no. five rocks or well you'd yeah you'd color or you'd get on your bike and you'd actually yeah. go and hang out with your friends like my dad'd be like get outside I don't want to hear you go I yeah. gotta take a nap Go outside. Yeah. Yeah. And so we would go outside and then, you know, our play is very different than play. Like I'm very like, watch out for this. Watch this, this, this. And meanwhile, we were jumping off trees. Absolutely. We were, we were doing flips in like closet, like rods. Do you have a and, helmet? 
Helmets? Helmet. There were no helmets back then. <laughs> what helmets? I You'd know. be lucky if the chain on your bike was like on properly. Yeah, okay. It wasn't so, rusty yeah. And, yeah, I guess. Yeah. You. So there was like, we're built differently. Adrian, we're built so differently. Built differently. Yeah. And so. 100%. Yeah. So it's almost like you understand why he was the way you are. Oh, yeah, are, I do. The, the way he was. Not that you necessarily agree with his yeah. coping mechanisms, but I think when you become a mother or a parent mm -hmm. and you become, uh, you know, somebody that has responsibility. Trying to survive. You kind of see what they've gone through and, and you understand it. You don't yeah. necessarily appreciate it <laughs> and you definitely mm -hmm. don't maybe mimic it, but it's something that you were able to come to peace with. Do you think that's what helped you in your own internal healing think, to take yeah. back the curtains and take 100%. a peek in. Yeah, have, having your own kids, man. Being a parent is like the hardest job. I don't care what anyone says. You got like a hundred kids, right? So I can only <laughs> 200. imagine. Yeah, 200 children. You, I can only imagine like what in their boys. They're all boys. So all boys. like running that. I think boys are easier and you've got girls. So oh, I don't know. Girl, I, I, boys you just know what? beat the crap out of each other and then they're True. done with it. Girls, Girls, they will hold that grudge. Oh yeah, they do. Like my little one, she's three. Day. Same thing. She's like, I, she calls me. Like, I remember my husband. I'll call my husband. She'd be like, "You leave me. You left me." <laughs> I'm like, "Mommy's working on the weekend. I gotta work. You left me." Then she's screaming. Oh, and then I come home gosh. and it's like, "You left me again." They don't get. And so you, your heart, like your heart hurts. You know. So I get like how my parents like what they went through and everything. I have deep understanding, compassion for them. So I, I'm, I'm at a place where I can talk about it and not be hurt from it. Not, I wouldn't say it's the same for other people in my family, but I, no. I've come from a different, I've worked very hard to work through that. So I have an understanding. It sounds like it. And it also feels like, I think a big part of it was not just the understanding, but the forgiveness. Yeah. I know for myself, if you can forgive, even though people don't are not maybe deserving of your forgiveness, 100%. that forgiveness is for you. Mm -hmm. That forgiveness isn't always for them. Do you agree with yeah. that? Yeah. I, I, um, you know, even still, like if I see my family a certain way and it brings me back to a childhood, you know, and it can bring and it can bring up those emotions inside of you that anxiety as well. Or yeah. Those feelings and stuff. Or, you know, I, I can see my father, like I'm sometimes not having patience for my own kids you know, but I have an understanding of it's okay. You know what I mean? They're your children. You, you're teaching them differently. Like even when we go and they're like, finish your meal, finish this, or eat, how about more of this? And I, I have to say to them, they don't need to finish it. Like I want yes. her to listen to her body, her own body. And if her body's saying like, she's full, I want to respect that, but yes. she's not going to come to me in, in like five minutes later and ask for something else. You know what I mean? At the same yes. time. So yes. it's learning to and hear your body. And as a child, you know, my parents were like struggling financially just to like, you know, have, we bought, we spent money on this meat, Lucy, you better finish it all, you know? And it was that, we are, guilt, like, that European guilt. Oh right? yeah. <laughs> we would like spit the meat in the napkin and kind of like yeah. hide it under the plate or under the table and like discard um, it later. But you know, it's, uh, times are different. Like, so it's so crazy. Huge. But I love the fact that you're teaching your daughters to listen to their bodies, yeah. because if you really think about things and times, struggles, good times, bad times and different, don't you feel that? And when, you know, hindsight is great. When you look back, don't you realize like I knew that was the wrong choice. Yeah. I knew something didn't physically feel right. Yeah. You know what I do for a living yeah. and I help 
hundreds and thousands of families every year. Yeah. And they come to me in their worst times, very similar to what, uh, what you do as well. And a lot of people will come to me and say, I just had a gut feeling. I know it sounds stupid. I'm like, it is the smartest thing you have said to me yeah. so far. If you have a gut feeling, women's intuition for men, spidey sense, whatever mm -hmm. it is, if you physically feel something's wrong, it is. And how great that you're already teaching your daughters to harness. To listen. What your body's saying mm -hmm. is correct. I so, love that message. Yeah. And, and the thing is, like, as a child, it's like, be quiet. Don't talk. Stay in your place. Even with school, right? School conditions you to do that as well. Sit, stand in line. Don't move. Keep your head down. You yeah. know, lower your voice. You know. Now stand five now, feet apart. Yeah. Now do that. Yeah. Yeah. And so for... Um, children now, you know, you, I'm trying to teach my kids to, to be vocal, to have a voice, to communicate, to, you know, be honest with us. Even if you think we won't like it, you know, like yesterday, my daughter lied right to my husband's face and he was like hurt by it. Right. <laughs> He's like, did you, <laughs> did you, yeah. Princess lied to me. He goes, did you, did you, uh, he goes, did you get your agenda? Is it signed? She goes, uh, let me check. She goes and she comes back. And he, and she told him yes, and so then she goes to me, "Mommy, I don't know where my agenda is," and Aww. I and I didn't know that she already had said this to my husband, right? Oh, so I was like looking around. He's like, "What are you looking for? Her agenda?" He goes, "She found." It. I said, "No, she's she doesn't know where her agenda is. I have to sign." It. And he's like, "Bella," he's like calling her, <laughs> and then he's like, "Why would you lie? Just why would you lie?" She goes, because I'm nervous. I'm scared. Like, you're going to get upset. And he goes, I'm going to get upset if you're lying. I'm not going to get upset if you're, you're not, you know, you're not telling me the truth. If you're pretending that you found it, he goes, that's even worse. You know, so it's about like having those community, like that effective communication with your kids and being like, and she's like, you shouldn't have told him. I go, I didn't know what you said to him. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, like I, I don't know what's going on here. I see here, yeah. like trying to cover you. Yeah. Type of and thing. Then the other thing is you, we're going to, teach you to be honest. So I'm catching her a little bit, like not, I think it's, you know? A, you know what? I find that with kids now, it's almost like they want to avoid just that conflict. Yeah, no, we're going to deal with it. I know. And I always say to my kids too, it's like, you know what? You're going to do bad things. You're going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. You're going to mess up, but own it, own your shit. That is such a huge thing yep. that I have in my family. And yeah. And it's you know, hard to own it. It's right? very it's hard, hard to, to own, own it. it. But it's, if you teach it just the same yeah. way you're teaching, mm -hmm. you know, your girls now, listen to your body. Yeah. You know, at some point they're going to own it. At some point yeah. I'm I'm convinced it's going to click yeah. in. No, I, I might will. be waiting still, but it'll. Yeah, it will. And I, and I see that, like, even like I said, with my little one, my oldest one, she's um, she's thin. Right. And so my parents like she needs to eat more. She needs to. I said she eats like I don't I don't want her like I used to be thin little girl, too. And then it, it shifts. Right. Because once you stretch your stomach, it's like you're going to crave more, you're going to need more, you're going to want more, and you get used to eating more frequently. So listening to your body and my, and you know, even with my little one, sometimes she eats, I can catch her. Like she wants to keep eating, eating. And Crazy. in my head, yeah. And I had in my head, I'm like, man, this little thing just ate a banana, a sandwich. She's asking for crackers, like cheese. I, it's, but she's listening to her body. Maybe she's I going know. through a And then there's that part of me like, oh, you worry, right? So it's, it's a course. fine line how to be as a parent in terms of like, you know, your health as well too. And then you'll, your parents will be like, oh, you don't think she's eating too much. And it's like, I know they really focus in on that food and yeah. make sure, you know, she's eating too much. Is she not enough? Yeah. She needs it. Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's, and I feel is. that yeah. with our generation, the way we parent, of course, we're like, you know, eat, 
And it Mm -hmm. is definitely a way that we spend family time. But I don't think it's so much being, it's funny, we used to call my mother the food pusher Mm -hmm. because it was just constantly like, eat, you didn't eat enough. What do you mean you only had five helpings? I have six. And it's, I don't know. I don't think it's a healthy way to to grow up or to, you know, to have a healthy relationship with. It was hard growing up. So my husband's family grew up very different than me where they didn't eat leftovers. So the mom would make the fresh meal, they would eat it, and then they would, she'd make enough, just enough for the meal, or a little bit, and then they would toss it, okay? Mm-hmm. I grew up with, my mom made, like, for the whole week, and we were eating that for friggin' three days, oh, right? Wow. And so I'm used to eating leftovers. So my husband, we were together, he was like, I can't do this leftover <laughs> business with you. I'm like, I don't know what else. I'm like, I'm not your mom. Like, I friggin' work. Like, I have a full-time job. Uh, you know, if there's leftovers, you're going to have that for lunch. You can have that for lunch. But I had to learn from, you know, eating leftovers for a week and then maybe just making leftovers for the lunchtime. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. So he struggled with that part of it. His family didn't have the weight issues. Like my, my whole family had the weight issue, right? We all struggled with that, right? And so it was learning to like, it's okay. You don't want to eat this. It's a little leftover, like toss it, throw it out. Like, and that was hard. I was, I, I still struggle with that throwing out food, right? A lot and of people do. Yeah, I do. I really do. And then I catch myself like sick and still eating. And I'm like, I have to talk myself. Wait, wait a minute. Why do you feel you need to finish this right now? Because it's not enough to, to put in a container and then it's too much to throw in the garbage. Oh, okay. So you're trying to make it that in yeah. between where it's and that's acceptable. Hard. That's that that's reprogramming your brain. And people who have a weight issue have come from poverty or come from, you know, um not being able to toss food will understand what I'm talking about. A hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, I a hundred percent understand. And what so you're it's about. I've had to learn through my husband too, they don't want to eat it. And I'm not eating this crap tomorrow. Right. And it's like Okay, well, what am I going to Am I going to freeze it? Like, this is like, I know, this like, is it's what a goes, real big dilemma. It's a big dilemma. And it's not like it's anything spectacular that I made. It's just the way I've been programmed through my life. And so, I guess, my just leading into that, I want to know how do you juggle being an entrepreneur and being <laughs> a mom? And a wife and a daughter and I a know. sister I don't and know. a friend and a million different other things. That's, it's so funny. That's my exact answer. People are like, you make me dizzy. I, I don't know how you do it. Would you like, that's why what, what's your secret? And I'm like, I just do it. That's, I have you no idea. You, you, that's why I, I contribute like my greatest thing to health, because if I didn't have my health, I couldn't do all of this that I do. Right. So it's like, you know, meditation is a big thing for me. So meditating, clearing my energy regularly. I'm a healer. Daily. Daily. Yeah. For me, I have to. So like daily, whether I I'm, you know, working with crystals that day or I'm praying, I pray every day, but I, or I'm praying or I'm doing Reiki on myself or, um, you know, I do Reiki on someone else. I also receive Reiki healing as I'm doing Reiki sessions for other people. So, you know, it's, it's being in the light, working with God's energy. And so, you know, that's what keeps me grounded and sane. And there are times I'm going to be honest where I'm like, I just want to get the hell out of here and do a retreat. Like I want to be, I don't want, I don't want to talk for a week. I just want to, I just want to be treated for like a week and like do spiritual based stuff or meditation or go to a spa. I don't want to talk to anyone. I just want to like, you know, because a lot of what you do is all day. Hence even today. Yeah. Yeah. But when you say that you receive healing as you treat other people, Mm -hmm. that is something I was going to ask Mm -hmm. you, which is. What actually as a person, not as a healer, not as a mom, not as a wife, 
just Lucy, what lights you up? Like, what is your, what is your passion? Well, my family, my girls is, uh, is my number one. I can like, see. yeah, like I see just yesterday, I, we got a new bed, uh, for my to- my toddler and it's like a two part bed. The company, I'm not going to say their name. We're supposed to bring the other part of it. We waited since April for this bed. Okay. I can only imagine. Yeah. So everything is backlogged. Everything. Yeah. And so this bed was supposed to come. We were supposed to set up. We we're supposed to surprise her and stuff like that. We yep. got like one part. So it's a, a trundle bed. So the yep. other part pulls out. So my, uh, my oldest can like Have sleep with her. Yeah. Or yeah. whatever. Right. Aww, so or if cute. I wanted to lie down with her, I can just pull out the trundle and lie down. So, you know, you have all this excitement that it's going to be like that or whatever. And then, um, so seeing, like, I went with my oldest to go pick up the frozen blankets and the sheets as a surprise for the little one, right? Because the little one sleeps with us. Yeah. I think she's going to sleep with us forever, but and you know regardless. What? She's not going to end up getting married from your bed to there. No. Eventually. She'll I know. Leave. And I like, and then you're going to yeah. want her back. Then that's what Trust it is. Me. And, and, and not everyone tells me this, right? Yeah. Cause I speak to so many people. They tell me enjoy like, enjoy them. When yeah. Enjoy little. the little feet on your butt as you're sleeping, like kicking or you or kicked in the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my husband gets the slaps in the face. I don't get that. Oh, really? yeah. I don't that get it. She, so... she cuddles. She's like, I want to smell you. And she comes and smells Aww. my arms and stuff. But you know, just seeing her like playing in her new bed. She's got a new toy. She's lying on her frozen little blanket and her sheets and stuff. And, and seeing that as a mom, it's like, man, that's your passion. I created that. We created that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like she look how happy she is from this and it brings so much joy. And so I know she's not going to want to sleep much there, but she has her little space that she's proud of. Aww. It's a, it's a, it's a step. Like it's a beginning. So my, my joys are, is my family, my husband, I have a great husband. So uh, my husband, my girls, you know, my home, is my he dog. really supportive of what you do. And now he is. Your, your yeah. Life. Now he is. It wasn't easy. It's not like through this whole journey of doing this, like he knew who I was in the beginning. I wasn't as open in terms of like, you know, I wasn't doing as many readings and stuff when we first met, but he knew I was into meditation. So he supported me. Like even when we met, um, in our first date, my birthday passed. And I always say this, my birthday passed, but he still got me a gift for my birthday. So he didn't, as I first met him, he didn't have to buy me a gift because he no. passed my birthday, but he bought me two meditation books on my birthday. Cause he knew Aww. like that was something I was into. Um, I never read them, but I, he got me two <laughs> meditation books. It's the thought that counts. It's the right? thought. Right. And so, and I still have them and he was, he had an understanding and he was supportive of it. So Everything that I've kind of had to go through on my spiritual journey, he's been, there's been that little pushback because it's, it costs money. You're away from family. You're away from me. You know, what now, you know, and this isn't paying the bills. And so there was a lot of that pushback growing up. In the beginning. Oh, for, for the whole time, right? Everything I've had to do spiritual wise to enhance or even with the business and stuff, there's always been that butting heads because you know, you have this like, and you know, it like a calling of, I need to do this. Nothing's going to get in my way. Absolutely. I need it's to, it's your dream. It's your dream. And you, even though you can't see the end result or even see the steps or see how to, how you're going to get there, you yeah. see yourself at, you just know. So when you got someone who's not on the same wavelength, like God's going to check in to see how bad do you want this? So you're going to get roadblocks, whether it be the bank doesn't want to give Absolutely. you a loan or your husband doesn't want to be there or your friends think you're crazy or, you know, you know, there's always obstacles, yeah. but I think that's part of your story 100%, and part yeah. of women's stories like yours. 
So what do you do with obstacles? So do you go bust through them? Do you jump around them? I tap you- into my spiritual team. So that's when I get into a meditative state. I talk with my angels and I'm like, why the F? Why am I going through this? What's the reasoning for this? Like, even I'll be, I'll give you an example. Please. I, I want to like start doing some more stuff on YouTube and I'm looking for like marketing people to help me. Good luck with that. Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> like, I'm going to pay you. I want to, I want to pay and it's crickets. And I don't under, and so when I check in with my That'll angels. That'll be another podcast, yeah. another conversation oh, we yeah. have outside of this. Because and then I check with angels after. People keep those secrets very close to their chest. Oh, yeah, no, I'll talk about it. I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't care. I'm not, I won't give names and call out people or anything, but it's like, you're, you're having a, meetings with people, your point, and then it's like crickets. And it's not, and it's like, I don't know. I don't understand it. And so I ask my angels and they're like, it's not the time now. There's something else coming. So, and I'm like, see. I'm like, okay, well, I'm getting fucking antsy over here. So, (laughs) you know, something's got to, I feel like something needs to change. You know, when you just know something has to be different and you're waiting, you know, and it's, and so. Do you wait or do you redirect? Do you say, okay, I'm going to sit with this for a minute and then let me just, but you keep moving forward. I'm always moving forward. Whether it's, you know, snail's pace or leaps and bounds, you're always moving forward because motion is still motion, right? hundred percent. That's what I see with you. So I just, I, sometimes I say, okay, if you guys have something that you think is better in store for me, I'm, I'm willing to receive, right? I'm willing to receive. Um, and so, and, and it does things, opportunities come to me. I meet other people. I, you know, and so um, it's, it's challenging because you want things and I'm a, a perfectionist with my business. Like I am. I know that about you. Yeah. That's why you do well. And that's yeah. why you don't put anything out half ass. No, right. No. If I do, it's because I need it out now. And then there's spelling errors and I'm like, ah, you know what I mean? Like, but I'm, I work Adrian at midnight. You know what I mean? I'm working at midnight. I'm creating. See, Those are the night. types of tips and secrets that I want you sharing because yeah. Having two young children, having a husband, having a busy business, you've still got a household. You've mm-hmm. still got family commitments. Yeah. Like, you know, right after you, here, like I have a, a team. women. I got a team meditation after here. Like I was at work with clients like, this morning. Tick, tick, yeah. yeah. And you, you just, I think your time management is what it is. But like yeah. you said, there's some days that you are working either really late at night or mm-hmm. early in the morning and you just get, you just do it. So yeah. there's no answer to how do you do it? No. Your answer is you I do just it. do. You do it. I do my social media on the toilet. I do when I'm lying on the bed <laughs> with my sister. Shared here this is today. The truth. On my on on um, I'm lying on the bed with my um my daughters. I'm I'm posting, I'm creating a reel. I am like, you know, waiting in the parking lot for before I go to work and I'm posting something. That's and awesome. That's it. That's just So you use every waking <clears throat> moment. I mean, so many really successful entrepreneurs always say there's 24 hours in a day. Don't waste you your time. I don't watch more TV. Than seven hours. I barely watch day. TV. Yeah. You know, I'm on, I got a hundred messages on Instagram waiting for me. You know, I've, I've posted there that I don't open up new messages and, and whatnot because I can't, keep I saw up. that. Yeah. I can't keep up. So it's better since I've posted that. A lot of people are like, okay, she's not managing her, her monitoring her messages and stuff. So it's easier, but you know, I still got a lot of other, my regulars on there who will. And so, you know, sometimes I respond. Sometimes I, I respond the next day. I do respond, but it's sometimes takes time, but I don't open up new message requests but and you, stuff. Yeah. But you still use every single second, yeah. which is what I do. And which yeah. a lot of people that I speak to that are successful, 
Yeah. That's part of their secret is that entrepreneur is not a, nine to five. Oh, and if you're looking at opening up a business, it's not nine to five. Not ever. Be ready to people are like, I just want to make my own hours and stuff. You make your clients will make <laughs> your hours for you. What are you talking about? Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, it's all about the, the demand for sure. I give thanks to my family for that because I saw my parents hustle. I saw how hard it yeah, was to work. I was going to ask you. A hundred percent. That's why it sounds like that, yeah. you know, that work ethic same with my parents mm-hmm. came to Hungary in 56 with not a word of English. Yeah. And, and they made it and they, but you can know, you imagine met. nowadays no. going to another country at our age and like no, starting a, a new language? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. No. And, and they, they lived on a flat with other families and stuff like that. It's, you know, like we have to look at, we have it fairly easy, even though we have different to. stressors, we have it fairly easy because they were in a time when they didn't know if they were going to get a next meal or if the electricity would be on the next, next day. Absolutely. Right. Or water or hot water or whatever. So we're very blessed. We're, we're, we're more blessed than we actually realize. Right. And so I agree. What's your relationship like with uh, your dad and your mom? Good. Good. I was there yesterday. Awesome. You know, they love my girls. So my girls bring a lot of joy and light and happiness to them. My mom still brings the, hey, take this food, take this, this, you know, like, ma, I, like, what am I going to do with this? And lunch for the kids. Yeah. The next day, right? You know, and I do, we'll take the food and stuff. So yesterday she gave like meatballs with sauce and my, I don't eat them, the meat, but my husband loved it. So I did the meat and the sauce of her sauce and meat. And then I took the meat out and I put my rice balls in there and I was like, man, this, this is sauce good. is so good. We're going to awesome. like, it's going to be lost when she's, when they're not here. You know I what I know. mean? It's all those traditions that we kind of dislike is yeah. going to be the ones that we miss. Yeah. What do your parents think about what you do? Well, now they're good. Now my I mom. I want to know about your dad though. You shared a funny story <laughs> with me. I, I need so you to years, share years, years ago, I remember years ago when, and I was like married already at this point, And I, and I told my dad. And uh, my, uh, my cousin was down from Italy. He was doing like an internship or whatever with school. So he's living with my parents and we were outside. And I, I said to him, I'm like, I told him this is what I was doing professionally. And he was absolutely embarrassed. He called me an embarrassment. Wow. This is not like, how can you think that you are helping people? And he was like throwing furniture outside, like throwing, I can't remember throwing the chair. And I was like in shock. Like, is it, am I in the twilight zone? Like what is going on here? And I remember getting emotional. I said to my husband, I'm going, let's go. Like I'm leaving. Uh, and I left and I prayed on it. I prayed on home and I said, out of all people, my father, like you, it's gotta be my father who doesn't understand, mm-hmm. you know? And I said, figure him out. I'm, I know who I am, figure him out. And then it started happening where I had family members going to him saying, your daughter healed, helped me heal the loss of my mother. Your daughter's helped me with my financial like business plans and stuff. Your daughter's helped me figure out all this thing. She's helped me grieve. And, and people were going to him. And I wasn't even like, it wasn't even me saying like, I had to prove to him. I was done proving to him a long time ago. I know who I am, right? Exactly. And so then it was like, slowly he started opening up. So he, then he lost his father, my grandfather. And, you know, I would give him little signs that the, my grandfather would say to him or whatever, he slowly, you know, and it slowly started opening up. Um, and then it got to a point where like he started referring people at his work to come see me. And I'm like, dad, I don't have no space. Like I can't fit nobody out. Don't refer your friends, you know. That is hilarious. So people can change. Absolutely. Yeah. Wasn't there also a story that he was a little bit 
scared of you because you were as good as you were. And I don't know if it had to do with uh, you giving him the messages or not, but you had shared a story with me before that he was a little bit taken aback. Yeah. Because I get amazing. Yeah. Because I get, I get like if a loved one comes through and they give me a specific message and stuff like that. And I tell him and it happens, it freaks, it does freak. He's spooked. My dad, I believe my dad's intuitive as well too, but he's shut that off from being scared um, and, you know, he told, tells me a story of when he was a little boy, him and my grandfather, who's no longer living, his dad, um, you know, they had some spiritual, like spooky thing that happened to them before. And he, 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 when he talks about it, you can see the fear in his eyes, like what him and my grandfather experienced based on the story he's saying. And so he's not, op- he's scared. He's scared of death. So, he's scared of like, uh, of uh, spirit energy, like all that. He's scared of not being able to wake up, like, you know. So maybe that's why he was so initially against what you were going to do, because he knew that would open up something for him. Yeah. Possibly. It it triggered something. Yeah. A hundred percent. Absolutely. So. Wow. And now you guys have a really good understanding of each other. And like, I understand his faults. I don't judge him anymore. I don't hold that against that. Yeah. Perfect. Right. I mean, from yourself to me, I mean, everybody has stuff and everybody Mm -hmm. has things, but it sounds like you guys had, uh, you know, a lot of things by based on what you're saying, but you had it within you to be able to grow into an adult and have a wonderful relationship with him, which well, came through, like you said, in forgiveness and a lot of I work. Think in the line of work that I do too, um, you know, I see people do a lot of things that maybe I would look at as not the nice, nicest thing to do to someone or to yourself or, mm-hmm. and you have to look at like, we're all born innocent we're all born pure it's our environments it's the people it's medication it's our genetics it's all these things that make us maybe into something that you know we didn't think we were going to be and then we end up being right and we make mistakes or we do things we shouldn't have done or said things we shouldn't have said but the good thing about when i work with my angels they help me see the pure that's still in them Right. That they may have lost. Awesome. So I I try to bring that out of people. I try to bring that, that pureness out of them and let them see the light within them. Because that's where you get people to motivate themselves and to say, yeah, you know what? Lucy sees something in me that I've lost a long time ago. And that's what, that's where my spiritual team, they make me see that they help me. And so I see that in people at their lowest as well, too, within my family and stuff too. But you seem to always be able to focus on the positive. Oh, it's most times, not all the time. Most times, you know, I do give shit to my clients and I say like, you know, we all got, we have to step it up. Right. I have to use sometimes myself as an example. I don't always like doing that, but I have to use myself an example saying like, you know, me, you know, me from a long time, you know, it's not easy. So I, you know, you understand there's a lot of things we got to work on in our life. What's the one thing you think you can work on right now? Right. Little thing. If it is fold your clothes and put them away, that's it. That's what you're doing. And sometimes even just that's a little bit of like getting in your room, like I can breathe. You know what I mean? Just breathe. That's what I tell all my clients. They're like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. And you can tell they're just holding it all inside. Yeah, it's so unhealthy. Breathe, just literally breathe, which is where your meditation comes in. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you a question. If you were on a deserted island, and you could have one product it's with It's a vacation. You. That's a vacation for me. So I know. Be, there's better be food on that deserted <laughs> island. That's all I gotta say. Okay. So here's okay. my question. On the deserted island, mm-hmm. you got one product. What would it be? A product or food? Product. It could be food. Oh, product. Holy cow. 
My answer was lipstick. Yeah, I wore, I like my lipstick too. But yeah. it, but is there any, if it's dessert, why the hell did I need lipstick for? I don't know. My lips are always dry. I don't know. Somebody asked me that question once and I was like, uh, I don't know. On a dessert. Okay. Not a pro, not lipstick. It would be cream, a sun, sun cream or cream, right? What's your favorite cream? Hmm. Huh. I use all different, I'll use all different types of stuff. Yeah, you know. use a lot of really nice natural stuff. I the, like natural. soap, I love My soaps, my soaps so are nice. from Undyne Beauty that we've, we've collabed together. I yeah. like my soaps. I like my, I think it would be my face soap is my, not, is, is my it, number is one. Is your go-to. Yeah. I yeah. love that. That one's named after my daughter, Bella Vita. Is yeah. it really? Yeah, the little one. And I'm just going to ask this, where are my bracelets? I love the bracelets. Talk about that for 30 <laughs> seconds, how you've got her following in your footsteps, healing others. Please. Yeah. I love that. So which my little one, the one who's creating the charity bracelets. Yes, yes. So that's, if you're wondering why I'm wearing this ratty, it's ratty because I haven't taken it off. I shower with it. So my daughter, uh, my nine-year-old came up with, she came up with it. Not even me. She's like, mommy, I want to buy bracelets. I want to do it for charity. She came over like over the summer. Of course she, it came from you. Well, she sees me do charity That's stuff. That's what I'm saying. She sees it's me like even when I healing. when we're in in stores and I tip people and she or if she sees someone poor and stuff and I've and she's seen me gift, you know, and she's like, why do you do that? And I go, because, you know, I I it's important that we give back without any expectation or anything. You know what I mean? Because some people need it. And so she's done that. She's seen me. And you feel good about it. And she sees how good you yeah. feel. And it's not even like I do it to feel good. I do it because it's what we need to do. You know what yes. I mean? Like, yes. I don't, I don't get a high from it. There's some people that just do it to get a high and it feeds their ego. I'm over no, that. But yes, but you do it. Number one, like you said, cause it's the right thing it's, to do to help to others. Do it. Yeah. Don't know anybody's story. I mean, you yeah. might know the person, but you don't know no. how life changing something you say to somebody holding a door, giving somebody a compliment. Yeah. It's just that giving back. I yeah. think that's what you're all about. Right. It's, it's about that. It's about teaching other people to be the same and who else most important is your own kids. So I see that in my nine-year-old. And so she wanted to do the charity of like making the bracelets for, um, you know, children who like a child who has cancer. And so, you know, I, I used to give to large organizations and do charity work for there. And I'm like, I want to touch, like, I want to touch an individual person where personally, that yeah. you know, what's going, yeah. not that, you know, giving to research and development is not important, but it I is feel important. That yeah. People are getting back to the grassroots and yeah. saying like, I want to change that person or yeah. that family's. Yeah. Life. Why not? And Absolutely. so, you know, she's, we've raised hundreds already. I just, I need a family right now of a child who, who is cancer. So we do have a family in need. We've, we've donated to them before. Um, you know, or I can go through like a, like a small organization Absolutely. who knows families. Um, but I'd rather do a smaller organization cause I know that money will be used in that smaller organization as opposed to, you know, feeding people's raises and stuff like that. Or, you know, I see a lot in the work that I do. So I want to make sure that, that it's it going is in the right hands. Absolutely. So my final question to you, mm -hmm. if you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? Hmm. Just one thing. Just one thing. We already know how. Not amazing. the lady who swears too much. Who's the intuitive person? Swears too much. <laughs> nope. No, Lucy. Uh, that's the lady who changed my life. Wow. Yeah. You definitely have changed so many lives in so many positive, amazing ways. And you have clients from decades, yeah. right? And you see that. And I can see in your eyes the. I the, love it. The pride. Mm -hmm. 
I don't even know if it's the pride as it is so much the love, right? I, and the I, gratitude I that love, these people are yeah. sharing their most difficult times yeah. and they're honoring themselves and you by letting you mm-hmm. be a part of it. I think that's so amazing. Not just me. It's my team, my spiritual team. So my angels, my guys, their guys, their angels, their departed loved ones. We're a team, right? So sometimes you need a village to, you know, to work together and come together and make change. And it's definitely a village, even though it just seems like me, it's not, I can't take, I can't take full credit. I have a, I have a beautiful team that works with me. And the more that I'm of service to God, the more people that I can help. And so I, yeah, I do it because I love it. Yeah. And people need you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me too. This is, this is great. Beautiful studio. Thank you. Thank you, Lucy. Thanks. Thanks everyone. You've been listening to the I Am Unbreakable podcast. Real, authentic, authentic, real life stories of women, women who've become unbreakable. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Instagram at I.AmUnbreakable.